Previously on Nerd Punches Nerd. Can we safely say that what it hit is I think, here's what it did. I think it hit the nerd core in everyone. But seriously, I, I think that like, like, <laughs> that's, a nice, like that's a nice sentiment then. Hello and welcome to Nerd Punches Nerd, the only podcast where a bunch of nerds pretend to physically fight for minor pop culture minutia. I'm Jeremy, here with Benji and Sam. Hey, how you doing guys? Hey, doing good. So today, as it is Game of Thrones premiere day, uh, we decided to have a little bit of chat, angrily rant, punch virtually and, and physically, uh, about various topics Specifically one topic, which is Game of Thrones, the TV show. Eh? Or, eh? <laughs> right. uh, that pretty much sums it up, I think. All right, so... Yeah. Reaction. <laughs> I think we all sort of have different perspectives. Of course, we've all heard Benj wax rhapsodic in a hipster way uh, over how he, and only he, was was the first one ever to read the Game of Thrones books way back in the year aught ninety something, and yeah. and you know well, before you know Game of Thrones was a twinkle in HBO's eyes back when you know Oz was basically their only quality show and soon and they didn't and even have the, the Sopranos yet. There, if you look on it now, it's very dated. It is, but I think there's a lot of good stuff to it. I, I will say I was only able to watch, I watched a bunch of it, and I enjoyed a, a bunch of it, but I, then other things came up, and my yeah, interest seriously waned, because it was like, there were so many other better things to spend my energy on, and yeah. it's not that it's bad, it's just that there's a lot of better stuff. I've, I've never seen Oz, but I, I definitely have heard that it doesn't hold up well. Yeah. If you look at it, in in a certain way, this might be a good segue into talking about some of the general issues I have talked about with that I have with the Game of Thrones show, which is that Oz, if you look at Oz now, like, a lot of things they do, it's kind of like, hey, we're HBO, we're this, we're this, like, we're this, like, hot little network or whatever, you know, like, we're we're this controversial network and we can do what we want, so we're going to have all this crazy, uh, you know, drugs and sex and violent stuff there that you can't see on regular TV and all this weird taboo shit. Um, and it's in a prison and it's really intense. And it's, it's pretty clear they're like trying to, like, you know, there's pushing more boundaries now. Back in the day, it was, it was you know, more impressive and more cutting edge. Right. That kind of speaks to the issue with Game of Thrones, which that, that I generally just have with the show, which is what I, what I talked about before, which is the overindulgence with, like, the, you know, the... Gratuitous, like sex and violence, you know, like you know, which I think George R. R. Martin does very well. But I think the show sometimes does it a, a little too much. So, but that's not even really the the issue at hand today. That's just sort of my general with the show. My the, the, the thing I wanted to talk about today was, I guess, our different uh, reactions to the fact that this season is going to be. Um, Basically, moving past or diverging way differently from from where the books are going, and that it might be revealing stuff that happens in the books and storyline later on. Because the showrunners, um, it seems like 
uh, they that they know a little more about what's going to happen in the storyline. So I will I will say for my stamp and viewpoint right now, I uh, I don't think I can handle watching this season before I read at least the next book because I don't want it to be given away. And, and, and you know, it, it is a personal thing for for me. I am personally connected with the books. It is definitely true, but I I can't handle watching the the series and have something have something be given away um, before I read it in the books. That, that that's that's just uh, I, I can't do it. So so Benji, <laughs> would you say that like the way that you appreciate this story is that the books are like sort of the true medium, you know, the original canon, and then the show because the show is an adaptation, it's only like secondary to the book. Right, yeah, the books are like, primary. That's, yeah, that's sort of how you how you uh, take in the story. It's like it's like one is the Torah and the other is just the Talmud. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the way to look at it. Or one is I'd, one is Rashi or or Tosvos or something like that. Hmm. <laughs> one, but, uh, one is the Old Testament and one is the <laughs> New Testament. Ooh, making controversial here. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yes, like I um. I, I, yes, I, I, I have to admit, like, I have to say a big part of it has to do with my own personal connection to it and my own personal bias. Like, I can't separate that or, or, or say that because of some, that doesn't play a big role. I, I do happen to think, though, I mean, I think the original story is a lot better. And for the most part, adaptations aren't usually... I think as as good or comparable to to the original, and just as, as as a as a general rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, and I don't know if it's just because of my bias. I, I I think the first two seasons of Game of Thrones, even especially the first season, the ones that were most faithful to the books, I felt like they were a little more tightly managed and 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 well done. I liked a lot of things about the last two seasons. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I think in terms of actually shows, like there there are shows that I like a lot more. Um, so yeah, so go back to what you're saying, Sam. Definitely, I, I see. I see your original one is like you could say the the, the canon, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and and the other one is kind of like a, you know, you know what it's like. It's 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 kind of like when you have like a um. Maybe, I don't know. It's like it's like you know, Watchmen has this like um you know they'll, they'll have like uh not not addendums. They'll have like it's it's like supplemental material. Right. You, you mean like. So specifically, you're referring to like the Beyond Watchmen stuff, right? I wouldn't say before Watchmen because that's actually volume stuff. I just meant yeah. Beyond no, that Watchmen. is what I mean. I'm sorry, I just misspoke. But bef- before Watchmen no, is what no, I meant. No, I think that, Benji, Benji, you're talking about that extra stuff at the end of each chapter of Watchmen. Right? Yeah. Well, no, 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 not even at the end of each chapter of Watchmen. I, I'm trying to think of, of a good comparison that's like maybe it's kind of like this. You can think of, even though I, I love the Animatrix, you could think of the show as the Animatrix and the Matrix in the sense of, like, here's some extra stuff about the world. Even though the Game of Thrones show is supposed to be an adaptation, I feel like here's an extra little treat I have. But I'm not, in, I, I, I'm not invested in nearly the same way that I am in, in, the, in, the, in the book. Hmm. So, so that's interesting. That's kind of how I feel about, say, like, Harry Potter. Like, Harry Potter books versus oh, Harry that's Potter good. movies. Where, like, the what about it? Really the true story and the movies are not that great. They're kind of fun. They're like extra, you know, if you get any enjoyment out of them, it's a bonus, but like, that's not the real story. There's nothing 
there are almost nothing in the movies which is in any way superior to the book. Um, you know, and it's mostly just sort of like inferior. I don't feel that way about Game of Thrones. Um, my feeling on Game of Thrones, while I did love the books when I read them the first time through, um, I feel like the books have been getting progressively worse over time since the third. The third book is awesome, and then like the fourth and especially the fifth book really are, are just like not nearly as good. Um, meanwhile, the show, I know, Benji, you said something about how you think the first two seasons of the show were better than the second two. I disagree. Um, while I think that the first season of the show is, is outstanding, I think the best, mm -hmm. second best season is the fourth season. Um, and I would probably rank the third season above the second as well. So basically, I think the show is on an upward trajectory while the books are on a downward trajectory. And so for me, they're, you know, since the books aren't as good as they used to be, I've kind of let go of that whole concept of the books being, you know, canon and the books being the true story and the show being like, you know, an imitation of that. So just saying like, whatever, these are two versions of the same story. And, you know, certainly the books are superior in a lot of ways, but not in every way. Um, and, you know, in some ways the show is actually superior. So, you know, I appreciate them both equally. And so from that perspective, it doesn't bother me that the show is extending past the books and that, like, the show will reveal spoilers for the books, you know, since the books haven't been published yet or whatever. I'm totally okay with that. I don't mind and whatever. I'm just at peace with it. Very zen right now about <laughs> this issue. Hmm, um, so that's really? what I say. Jeremy, look at I don't you, actually, Look at you, Mark, I'm, just meditating in your fucking tower. That's right. That's huh. right. My, well, I, well my, I'm in the, the, the material realm. Is, yeah. It's made of ivory. Uh, very nice. Very tasteful. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jeremy, I actually have no idea what your opinion is on this, so please, go go ahead and tell us what the, what the third perspective is. Enlighten us. It's not really the same, actually, as really either one of you, because, well, first of all, when I first read Game of Thrones, I was like, yeah, this is okay. But I wasn't, like, really that into it, and the funny thing is, like, I totally, like, read all the way past the second book with its red wedding. It was like, oh, okay, next, next, next. And I was finally, like, getting through, and, you know, I was like, man, this Theon guy, he's weird. And eventually I got to Storm of Swords, and I was just sort of, like, I kind of gave up. So, at that okay. point... Jeremy, I'm going to have to jump in here, because yeah. actually the red wedding is... Not in the second book; it's in the third book. Oh, so you? Well, I'm I'm kind of confused about the sequence of events here. Oh yeah, you're right. So that's that's sort of what happened. Is that like a lot of people, as you know, when they got to the red wedding, was like, <gasps> but the problem was is that it wasn't. It didn't really hit me like that because I kind of just sort of read it, and it didn't really like impact me in the same way. So it was weird because. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I'm sorry, I just misspoke. Um, yes. It, well, yeah, I'm sorry. That was... Because you're like an unfeeling automaton, it's just pretending to be human beings. Is that what you're saying? So, basically, then it was like... Something along those lines. And then he's like, oh, you really should read them. I'm like, fine, I guess I'll try again. And the second time, I... It was like, oh, yeah, okay, this stuff. And I got more into it, and I just read through all of them at that point. 
up to the last one at the time, which was A Feast for Crows. And then when the show came out, uh, I heard that the you know there was going to be a new book. I read all of them again before the new book came out. At that point, so and also rereading them, I did enjoy a lot of that stuff in the you know those other two books. But now the funny thing is with Dance of Dragons, I still have some issues with a lot of that stuff. I don't think they're great in every way. I think there's some issues for sure. In all the books, you don't think they're great in every way? That's what you're saying? Yeah, uh, specifically Dance with Dragons, I have some problems with some of the storylines. And even after I've read enormous amounts, I think I've read more about them than either of you have. I've se- I've watched more videos about yeah. them, the conjecturing. You know, I used to be really into that stuff, really into like reading all the like fan theories and like yep. mm-hmm. you know, analyses and stuff. But like I've sort of dropped out of that. I think you probably kept up with it a lot more than I have. Yeah, I know you have. Right, and I know Benji's not into that kind of stuff. So I I know a lot about it now, and I really do like the world. I mean, I bought that 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 pretty cool volume, you know, the World of Ice and Fire, which is very interesting, and. The thing is, you know, when the show first started, I was like, you know, sort of hopeful because, you know, you don't really know about this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Not everything's exactly there, but it's really close. And I had, and it had because at that point I had only read it the twice. And so the, my memory of it wasn't exactly that perfect. It wasn't until I think, I guess the second or third season, I forget which one, whatever one came after Dance with Dragons that I had just reread them all, and I was like, now it's really closer in my mind. So my perspective was, like, I really liked the first season a lot because it was like, wow, amazingly, they got it right, type of thing. And the second scene was like, well, okay, there's a lot I enjoy here, but, like, all the Daenerys stuff was kind of, like, weak during a but huge part. Really think in, in the book, too, the Daenerys stuff in the second book is kind of... Weak. Well, there's just yeah. not much there, you know, and they, they drew it out. Uh, I think it does because they didn't draw it out in the same way, yeah. you know. And the thing is, like, okay, so I feel like the same way about season four, which I do like, but my problem with it are a little thi- are like certain storylines. Like, also, you know, like the whole Theon thing. I don't really think they did the, a great job with it. I, don't, I we talked about before how I think yeah. it should have been improved and that they could have expanded on it more, but they did more than they needed to. I think they could have kept him around, but just not shown as much as they did. Uh, yeah, we, we, we discussed this, and, yeah. and we're pretty much on But I did like season four. I think three is the best at this point. Um, and then one, and then four, and then two. Uh, but part of that is the reason with one also is just because, you know, I had... It was like the first of its kind in a lot of ways, and you could kind of look past a lot of issues with it in a lot of ways. And they're still sort of finding themselves, and it was just such, it was so impressive how much they got right that you can kind of ignore what they got wrong. Whereas by season four, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, well, uh, I know that they got some things right. And other times, like, eh. like for example, like, like in general, I love the casting. That they do, yeah. I think that's yeah. that's yeah. such a strength, and just the way I read, I don't really visualize things in the same way other people do. 
So it's really cool to see these kinds of characterizations because I don't really, when I read it, it just doesn't happen the same way. So it's cool to see that kind of thing, which is one of the main reasons why I was so disappointed by so much of the Harry Potter movies because it just didn't live up to how I feel about the characters in the books. Whereas with Game of Thrones, I feel like the acting is so good that it can get past deficiencies in writing yeah. because they're so good at it. Whereas like someone like Ellen, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, who plays you know, playing Snape, you know, yeah, listen, he's a great actor, but he, you know, he's twenty or thirty years older than Snape is supposed to be, and he's way too handsome. Even for Hollywood ugly, he's not even that. He's not even Hollywood ugly, which, you know, I understand why they can't make an actually ugly character in these movies, but they could have at least, you know, given him, like, a goatee or something, which the character has. I know we're getting off a little bit on that, but I'm just saying, when you're thinking about adaptations, I was a lot more disappointed by the Harry Potter stuff, which I think are inferior by a really huge, like, margin. Whereas... Whereas, like, the Game of Thrones show, I don't think that. Just because there's so many strong parts that, although I'm disappointed at times about certain aspects of it, I think there's also a lot of good stuff, too. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, wow, that was great. You know, maybe I thought they kind of whiffed the ending, like, the the fight a little bit. And I kind and I, that's really only because the guy who played the mountain, I think, is too nice. He's not mean enough. Uh, I know which kind of kind of interesting because he's like a giant, super strong guy. But I think he's like legitimately a nice guy in real life, and I think that actually came across a little too much. <laughs> it's kind of warm, yeah. Oh, whereas like uh, we talked about how the guy who played him in the first season was like, "Holy crap, that's perfect!" You know, blood chilling, yeah, scary, and it was just like it was like because oh. he was big, big and strong and intense. Yeah, it was great, it was like really intense. And this guy's like neophyte; he's not an actor. You know, they hired him because he's a big guy and he's athletic. It just and like I don't I don't fault the show totally for what happened. I mean they, that's one of their biggest setbacks. The, yeah. the whole thing with the mountain, age, right. right? But that's not really their fault. I don't really. Yeah, I mean, how do you find another giant guy that's also a great actor? I mean, come on. And he go this guy. He got a great opportunity to be in like a, some stupid movie or be in the Lord of the Rings or whatever it was. I forget the Hobbit. It doesn't matter. The point is, it's the same kind of idea. I understand why he left, even though I don't think he should have, but. I can't really fault them for that because they've gotten casting in general so well. And other times, like for example, as you remember, I just rewatched the last two episodes, so I thought a lot of the choreography at the wall still holds up really well in the second watch. Yeah. So I can't be like, oh well, they can't do choreography because they clearly did it like really well. Like just watching like the Jon Snow weird guy fight was great. Yeah. Uh, he really came that guy, the actor Kit Harrington. He really got good at that stuff. Uh, I, I, which is good because you know I'd like to see him. You know, John, John Snow. I actually liked a lot from the book, and I felt like sometimes getting out of his head, which is of course a problem with any kind of adaptation, is tricky. Now, I I've heard some rumors about the new season about some things that they might do that I might approve of, and other things I'm not sure. And how like they say there might be there probably aren't any spoilers for the books. You know, probably is what I think what the producer said. Like because they probably don't quite remember, because it's all done at this point. Yeah. But, I mean, my feeling is I I want to give it a shot, because, you know, in one way, is it spoiling the books? 
Well, yes, on the other hand, it's not like it's being spoiled by, like, some idiot on the internet. Like, you know, when before before the fifth Harry Potter book came out, some jerk on the internet spoiled the Sirius Black Diet before I had read it. And I was like, oh, god damn it. So, of course, when the sixth and seventh, I basically ensconced myself so I, no one can, could spoil it. I didn't go on the internet until I finished those books. But that's not the same thing. That's a little different from, like, I yeah, know, the ending of Kick-Ass, right? Kick-Ass, the movie came out before the ending of the comic book had been published. Something like that, yes. I think. So it's not like it didn't, like, spoil the ending, because it's like, that's, it's a complete story. It's yeah, just, it's, it's better than the comic, though. It's not just some, some asshole on the internet that's like, you know, it's a movie. <laughs> right. Okay, but, and I think I, the ending wasn't even the same. Yeah, so that's sort of, like, my feeling about the whole spoiling thing, where it's like, it is, but on the other hand... I feel like I can still appreciate when the books will come out, considering, like I said, with the first Game of Thrones stuff, is that I like, I kind of like, I I kind of whiffed it myself to reading it. Like I didn't even pick, I didn't like, I wasn't reading it close enough to really be impacted by Ned Stark getting killed, or the Red Wedding, because I don't know, I just wasn't, I don't, know, just the first time I wasn't like, I was just not that invested in the characters. You know, it was just one of those things I wasn't at the right point in my life or whatever, reading it, it just wasn't drawing me in that time. You know, I can't explain other than that. You know, because since then, there have, other, there have been plenty of other things I've read which totally have worked. And later on, you know, reading I, the I series. Mean, like, I, I kind of hear you. I was spoiled for Ned Stark's death mm-hmm. in, in the book. Because right. Because I read the second book before I read the first book, which I know is really weird. But um, That's interesting, but I did. man. Um, and, and so I like, I knew he was going to die. And so like, it was still like, I mean, it was still intense to read the first book, but I kind of knew it was going to happen. And then when I watched the, the TV show that first season, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen in a way, it was still somehow like surprising when Ned Stark died. Cause like, even though you know, he's going to die, you kind of still think that it's not going to happen. Or at least yeah, that I mean, that's, that's, that's a mark of a, of a really good, well done Cause story. It's, Cause it was so good. Cause it was so well done. You know the way it was executed, executed. Ha. That. Yeah. So uh, no, but it was like so well done that even though I knew what was going to happen, I was still surprised by it. Um, and that's the mark of like really good storytelling. And I think that's something that the show, at its best, can achieve. Yeah. Which, okay. Uh, okay. Which I think you have to give it credit for. Let, let, let me let me also say this because I, I guess a lot of it really does come down to I, I do have some issues with the show. The issues I have with the show are not enough for me to not watch it. Because overall, it's still it's still one of the best shows out there. Mm-hmm. I'd say at least at least the top ten that are out there, or something like that. But here's the thing. Part of it, I guess I guess, I mean it really does have to do with me being invested in it as a fan of the books because I've invested so many years of my life waiting for the next fucking book to come out. Yeah. And like it's not it's not the showrunner's fault that. You know, for how long George R. R. Martin is taking with the books? Like that's not their fault at all. And 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 it's you could even just blame it on George R. R. Martin for sign, signing the contract. I don't blame him. Like I I, I think I, I think it's cool that he did it, did the show and all that stuff. And I and I think it's actually creating like opening up a lot of doors for you know TV and just and just uh, film in in general for what can be done. But the thing is like like I feel like I already spend so so many years waiting for each installment. You know, and then when I get the new one, I like devour it very quickly, or relatively quickly for, for me. Um, and I've been doing that 
for, you know, for more than half of my life. So like, so <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say it's been like it's been like twenty years practically. No, it's it's cr- it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, because almost twenty years. Yeah, because I I think it came out ninety six or ninety seven. I, I I had the book in ninety seven or ninety eight, something like that. You know, I'm twenty eight now, so I was like twelve or thirteen when I started uh, reading them. So it's I mean, this is something Joel pointed out to me is that we spent more than half of our lives like <laughs> waiting for the books to come out. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so like, but it's true. So I'm just like for it to be for it to for me to have. Listen, it could be worse. Life. You could have uh, you could have started reading Stephen King's The Dark Tower, you know, back in. Bite your tongue, Sam. Bite your tongue. Well, wait, wait, how long did it take him? I think it took him thirty years to finish those books. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that happens. You know, but it's like, but it's like, if if it's going to be spoiled by something else other than you know, like like I. I I want to find out things that happened through this, you know, through the way that I that I originally planned it. I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know if I'll give in. I'm going to try not to. And but I, I I don't think I don't think my perspective is totally an invalid one. It is an emotional one. It is a it is a a, a personal bias one. I, I'll I'll totally own up to that. But I think that is a perspective because it's like because it's like it's because of it taking so long. You know, and because of the length of time I've been into it, I, 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 it's like it's like maintaining a ritual. It's like maintaining a tradition that's meaningful to yourself. You know, that's that, that's really what I'm doing. So, and and I don't feel like, in addition, like I don't feel like the shows still uh, create the same connection to a story or characters. I feel like the book does, and it may once again be my own bias because of how invested I've been in it. But still, but do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I do. Although, you know, we all have our different perspectives on this kind of thing. And I don't begrudge you for feeling this way about it. Just because, you know, it's funny, like, (laughs) I mean, let me think about it this way. All right, so when did I start reading Harry Potter? I started reading Harry Potter in the 90s. When, after I believe the third book came out, I think I started reading from the first one. And it took me a while to find the third, or maybe it was the second. I forget exactly. The second one definitely had come out, because uh, you had both of them that you had borrowed. And so I have a lot of time invested in that, you know. And for me, part of it was like, it was fun to see it on the screen, but it was also like, it just was so disconnected for me, that it was hard for me to see it as much of a betrayal in a sense like if all right so i'm trying to think let's say that that same thing had happened where you know the movie screenwriters had gotten had found out from jk Rowling what the ending was going to be and had done it first well i think that if they had done it with the same level of quality that the movies i would have been pissed off but because i don't really think of that as a game of thrones i don't think that their quality isn't that poor so my feeling is, unless it really gets bad, like, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? You know, I'm not really feeling like I'm going to stop at this point. I mean, I don't want to minimize your objections on this, because you're hardly the only one. I mean, uh, do you remember those guys, um, Linda and Elio? 
who are basically like the guys who do own westeros.org and oh, yeah. they're like they're they are, they are George's friends and they co-edited that world of ice and fire with him you know and they were like they put out a video where they were talking about the upcoming season is like are we do we really want to watch it how much is it going to spoil you know there's a lot of people who want us to you know watch it and compare it to the books and do analysis of it but we don't you know do we really we don't really want to be spoiled for the books themselves and they often they're more negative than we are you know for sure so you know cuz they know the material let's just say <laughs> more than probably anybody else. Um, yeah, yeah. I've heard George R. R. Martin talk about them, <laughs> knowing some things he didn't know. Yeah, it's very impressive to hear their analysis. I was like, oh, geez, I didn't think of that. Oh, that's right. Like just talking and like just talking about layers of things that George had put in there. You're like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it gives me more of an appreciation for the book, even if I didn't pick up on a lot of stuff because there's so much detail. There's so much detail. That these crazy conspiracy videos that I like watching are like, oh my! They're basically he's like take these people they they take like lines about various families and like construct giant narratives from like twenty lines for the course of all the books. <laughs> what? And I was like, well, technically, all you're saying is sort of true, but you're kind of extrapolating to a very I don't. Oh, does, does like doesn't sound like conspiracy theorists at all. Like the like the the, the conspiracy. Oh, that like, that one's a crazy one. But <laughs> some of these are more reasonable than others. Yeah. Um, By the way, um, for the record, The Gunslinger was first published um, as a book. The first book was published in 1982. Mm-hmm. Although the first chapter of The Gunslinger was published in a magazine all the way back in 1978. Okay, um, that's a long time. The seventh volume of The Gunslinger was published in 2004. So if you're counting from 1978 to 2004, that's actually 26 years. Well, yeah, I mean, which, yeah. which Song of Ice and Fire might surpass. I mean, there's book to last book. It might surpass. I'm trying to think. Years. There are some series that I like that have never been put into any kind of adaptation, and some that definitely never will. One of my favorites was a series called the Dragon Knight series by. Uh, Gordon Dixon, and then he passed away before he could finish. But on the other hand, it wasn't like it didn't seem like he was going necessarily to a point where it was going to finish. It was just like more adventures. So it was sort of like sad, but I didn't feel like it was exactly the same thing. Now, of course, a lot there's a lot of assholes, you know, on the internet talking about like, well, geez, what if George dies? Then at least we'll have Game of Thrones. And you know, it's like. It's kind of a horribly insulting thing to say, you know. Just and, and um, it's really interesting because we probably should note that, like George R. R. Martin's point of view is is oppo- is you know diametrically opposed to my point of view or how I'm going to do it. I mean, you know, he said like, "Who cares?" You know, <laughs> like that. That was his, that was his whole thing, right? He's saying like. Who cares? It's spoiled. Like, won't you, you? You can enjoy it anyway, and all that. And I understand what he's saying, but like, I, it, I mean, it comes down to also a lot of just like personal preference for how you enjoy things or not. It's not like I don't enjoy things when when I know what's going to happen. And Sam, what you were saying about you know the way they did Ned Stark killing, or or even the Red Wedding, I, I think they they built that up pretty well and did yeah. that. But yeah, we didn't want it to happen. You know, I um with a 
with uh, Oberyn Martell's death and, and, and all that, I think, you know, I, I think that was very effective, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, like, I often like to, I like to be as surprised as I can. Like, when, I, when there's a new book that I want to read, I don't read what's on the back. Like, I like just, I like being blind in it, but that's, that's part of the enjoyment for me, is just not knowing. And I still feel like, even if you were going to say that the, uh, you know, the last two books are inferior, I, I really love Feast for Crows. There are things I like about, about James Dragons. I do think it has more issues than the other books. I do really like Feast for Crows, but still, I, um, you know, I still feel like he still probably got a better sense of the characters and story, because it's his thing, than, than the, the show does. And you know, I want to I want to try to honor that. However, yeah, I also I, yeah. I also want to say something. I know I said before that I thought the books were in a downward trajectory, and the last two weren't as good. I anticipate that the last couple of books will get better as yeah, he sort of like so. brings everything in and starts to wrap things up. You know, instead yeah. of having the story like extend and sprawl, you know, now he's trying to like, you know, wrap it up and and bring everything into you know back in. You know, it's more. Uh, um, I'm not really contract anything coherently. You mean it's um, contracting I mean, as opposed to yeah, expanding? Instead of expanding, the story is contracting, and yeah. you know, instead of like sprawling, and you know, it's actually like moving towards a you know denouement, um, and and that I think that well, there isn't a climax, yeah. that, that right? Exactly. Like these like, these last couple of books have been a little bit of of like. You know, there's been sort of filler, you could say, or maybe filler is well, not well, the right well, word. Luckily, luckily but, he tied up some of it in Gantra. Like, luckily right. he killed, he killed like the the worst point of view character, which is that Martell kid. Like, yeah, he, he incinerated him, <laughs> <laughs> so, so he could just take but, care of that. But the point is, like, like things are becoming more focused now. You know, things are driving, things are moving. Like, the, uh, so I anticipate these, you know, the sixth and seventh books will be a lot better than the fourth and fifth. But, but here's the thing, like, I don't want the stuff that's happening with Aegon, you know, I, I, I don't want to find out about that from the fucking show. Like, <laughs> I want to find out about it from the book, because it was like, I was so excited. And that's fine, that's, you know, that's yeah. your prerogative. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know I'm, I'm repeating stuff, but, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's going in an exciting direction, so, so it's, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to whether you, you know, care about things being uh, spoiled or not, you know, and wh- whatever whatever that may mean. Also, we're getting more and more into an age of, like, uh, you know, our, our spoilers, are, are spoilers really going to be able to be pr- uh, protected, so to speak? I mean, actually, it's interesting, because it's like, Sam, you, you had mentioned in a previous podcast about how, like, there didn't really used to be a thing about spoiling, you know, like, like people, you know, it was a big shock when people found out about Darth Vader, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, but, but, at the same time, like, 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 uh, then after that, it became the thing of like, don't spoil this or that, and in the internet is all about you know saying like spoiler alert. But now, since the internet is so pervasive and people just talk all the time, is it are we really going to be able to keep these things in? And that's also kind of what I'm concerned about. Well, that, that, you've heard you of know, the it's funny. I actually think people are more respectful about. Spoiling oh, now guys, a few years ago. did you hear about this thing that Google is doing about spo- they're trying to patent a spoiler technology thing that will basically it, it, there were I, I don't know I mean that's nothing that's been implemented yet but the idea is it's an anti uh, spoiler patent 
basically it tracks your TV or movie viewing progress and filters out information on the internet that you haven't seen yet. So does it for you? Yeah, well, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the way it's going. It's like one of those things that could be convenient, but it's also kind of scary. Yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> right, let exactly. me, before we, before we wrap things up here, I just want to, uh, like, Sam, you did see the end of Breaking Bad, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, Sam, you gotta do that so we can have a break. I, uh, I, listen, I'm sorry. I know. I need to watch the end of Breaking Bad. I haven't gotten all right. to it. All right, fine. You, but you guys, I'll be, all right. You, you both have seen The Wire. I know that yeah. much. You know, I found out about a certain character dying. But the truth is, that didn't ruin the show, because seeing how things happened was still really great. I still think of it as one of the best shows I've seen. Yeah. So... It's hard. It's hard to really know about this type of anything. Because Game of Thrones, to me, that, it's not over yet. It's... I don't think it's good. It would have to be really good. Like, really good. Like, more consistently to overtake the wire for me right now. Yeah. And I just don't think it's done that. Like, there are other shows that I really like a lot. Like, um, like I think The Sopranos had a lot of weak stuff, too. So, I don't really think of that as better. But I really like The Americans, which I think is really great. And, you know, there's, it's hard to sort of say, like, you know, but when something isn't so you, ended, would you, you know. Would you place Game of Thrones in that group of, like, the best show you've ever seen? Yes, but because it's not over yet, it's hard to be sure. I actually yeah. don't put Breaking Bad there. You, no? No, I like. I kind of agree with you. We kind of. Well, the, need to yeah. It, so uh, I don't. I don't want to. Because I don't want to bias you too much. I'll just say, in my opinion, I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was great. Uh, I just don't happen to think that it's one of the best shows ever. If you know, just when you compare it to other things, you know, that's just how I feel. And I've seen the whole thing. I I, I don't know really what else really comes close to the wire except for things in other genres like Firefly does, but it's a totally different thing. True. And South Park does, which is also a totally yeah, different. You really thing. can't compare those kind of shows. Right. Well, right. South Park is, I mean, has has been well, on for so long. You might as well just like throw in Sesame Street in there if you're going to no. talk about well, the greatest no. shows of all time. No, no, no that's no, different. Like, so I different. No, I know what you're saying. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Plot-driven shows, not shows that figure out a fucking like. Puzzle and yeah, also, you can't, you see, you can't always just, like, pick and choose with this stuff. Like, for example, I could say, well, the first sort of eight and a quarter-ish seasons of The Simpsons are one of the, are like one of the best shows ever. Right. Then there's, like, the, it's like, well, yeah, it's not, that's not what we have. Game of Thrones, certain episodes are some of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. I will say that. Yeah. They, they, they have, they have specific episodes. I mean, like, you know the the courtroom scene with uh with Tyrion this past season was incredible. They 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 like knocked that out of the park and like Peter Dinklage was was outstanding. He was outstanding. In, in that episode and that scene, but you know like now it's good. But it just yeah, I mean like I, I, I had such a such a hard time seeing seeing things go go close to the wire. But the thing about the wire you compare to Breaking Bad is they're both crime shows, so you know they right. can be compared. Right. Right. You know you can compare let's say Simpsons and South Park. You know, or Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. No, Simpsons and South Park are good examples because they're both ones that are still going. And I think that South Park has had a better track record going forward than The Simpsons has. Because The Simpsons has had, like, bits and pieces of stuff. 
But I can't even remember a great episode since that Neil Gaiman one, and that was a couple years ago. So I also know it's like kind of oh that was kind of fun, but it doesn't really stick with me. The Simpsons ones, which is saying something, especially because the South Park ones are. All right, so I think all we've decided is, you know, those are our All right, well, in any event, it's going to be premiering soon unless you download a late copy off the internet, which you shouldn't, oi. In which case, maybe you've already seen it. Uh, all right, well, that this will conclude our to spoil or not to spoil. That is the question in podcasts about Game of Thrones. All right, guys. Nerd you later. Nerd you later.